Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kavi Kavusi, and I'll be discussing a diverse array of subjects that span from my experiences in the emergency room to the furthest reaches of the universe. I'll be hosting guests, inviting illuminating conversations that at times may challenge ways of thinking or being, while also nurturing curiosity, meaning, and awe into life. Please consider subscribing, liking, saving, or sharing this podcast with any of your friends or family if it feels right for you. Thank you for taking the time. Let's dive into the podcast. If but a word for her. Tonight is the, uh, feels like the eve of the passing of my grandmother on my father's side. And it's a peculiar feeling because I'm at peace. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, the sadness surrounding death that can also be simultaneously reconsidered as a moment of celebration. Every single one of us is going to go through the rite of passage of death. And I know that's difficult and I know that's painful, but it's in those moments of when someone is near death that you feel into the depth of the attachment and value that they had in your life. Things that they represented recognition of who they were of value to and especially when it's family and depending on how death can come forth whether it's sudden or slow there is a different quality to the grievance that some let in and some don't and depending on what upbringing was depending on how society welcomes or fades away from death there is us that finds ourselves intertwined and being largely insulated and pacified from when people are passing i mean we live for 75 plus years on average roughly in this side of the world at least and that is an incredible amount of time as a gift that we get in human life and, you know, especially with the amount of abundance that we have for pleasure and moments and nurturance and still fill it with difficulty, with challenges. Like I, I see peace in her passing that's imminent. I know my, my father, for example, feels challenge as to whether she's suffering or not. I don't think she is. She doesn't look like she is. And also all of my medical training doesn't show me that she is conscious and coherent to her state right now. But again, about that celebration of life, there was a page that was made on Facebook to celebrate her life that people who were her fans of hers in the past had put together and it's 12 minutes of pictures that were sent in from fans that family members had sent in throughout the years and someone had come stitched this video that 
had her singing three of her songs on it as well too and it was so beautiful to hear and I got the opportunity for the first time to actually hear that with my father who is my grandmother's son and my brother hearing that together meaning my father and brother were there and my mom and sister and everyone else in the family were missed for their presence while we shared that and it was beautiful to see her life her celebration her accomplishments her smiling because i didn't see much of her smiling in my in my life and i uh Yes, I was looking at my father's eyes as he was looking at the video and singing along to the song with her. And yeah, those 12 minutes could have gone a lot longer and I would have just been immersed in that moment. It was one of those moments of presence and celebration of her. She Even in the video, there was uh, baby pictures of my father who looks very similar to my brother and I. And uh, I guess someone from my family had sent pictures of me, my brother and my sister. And there was this glorious, glorious uh, culmination to the beautiful picture of my grandmother and my father together smiling. Uh, and then I looked a little bit further to the left and there's my dad. And that's he's that little boy. Is that saying we're all a hop, skip, and a what is it? A hop, skip, and a rope away from one side of this lifespan to the other. And you know, it got me thinking about how we, especially on this side of the world, pacify not just death, but those who are in their elder years, those who are of age 60 70 years old maybe 50 40 if something else has happened to them that has rendered them dependent in some way deformed in some way incapacitated in some way and we will pull them away from having valuable roles in society in many cases and i don't know if you've ever been to a retirement home or an old age home some are run very beautifully some maintain the autonomy can't generalize to all but you also see some challenging aspects of what humanity looks like near the end of the road and you walk in and there are many electrical wheelchairs that hold human beings who were once babies who once had aspirations who once loved who once hurt who once suffered who brought life very likely to this world and now they're there. And you know, how we come to take on so many responsibilities in society of late, and it's increasing ever more, our value of time may be up, but our limit in time is also at astronomically low levels as well, where we have very little time, it feels like, unless you have avenues that keep you aware and intentional about your time, or there's other means that you've created to facilitate the most important currency, which is time to be present with your loved ones. And you know, where I came from in Iran, people would take care of their elderly 
until the end. Now, as a response to the busy lives that we live and the good life that we want to have and the responsibility that we can pay someone else for to take care of our grand, our, our older family members or family members who may not have contact with their family anymore for whatever reason, there are these places that can take care of them. And that's a beautiful thing. But also it's challenging because what I've come to realize over and over again, especially when I go there, is what you see withering in their eyes over time are points of reference for what life is. And they're, as you're going on the other side near the end of life, you almost want to return home. It's that much more important to have points of reference of who you are, who you've come to be, the home that you grew up in, the area that you grew up in, the environment, provided it's a safe one, it still has deep rememberings that happen within. And my grandmother, for the past year almost, she had become relatively nonverbal, relatively apathetic, slightly aphasic, not speaking much, uh, not moving much, uh, having difficulty swallowing, needing to be completely uh, supported for her basic uh, living, uh, basic daily needs, including going to the bathroom. And to go from the stage where she was a singer and an actress to a little confined room that lovingly supported her, there were no points of reference for who she was or who, the, her life experience that she had. And uh, a couple months ago, I took music to her sure many people know this already but i played music from her era from the 50s and the 60s some of the singers were her friends actually and she came back to life her eyes opened back up she moved a little bit i asked her to dance even though she couldn't and i played those songs again four days ago when i was bedside with her and she was she opened her eyes a little bit and she was able to mutter single syllables for no and double syllables, two syllables for bale, which means yes in Farsi. And I was just, you know, taken back by whenever I went into these homes, the, the sanctity of how important it is for us to have points of reference to know where home is because home is just walls. I mean, a place that we stay is just walls if we don't feel any sane, sense of security, sanctity, and arriving. And anyone who's moved into a new place or gone to a new place may recognize that the first time you're there, it may not feel like home at all. And sometimes you've been somewhere for a long time, and it's amazing, but it doesn't feel like home. I feel like this should be a priority for people who are later on in life, that they have the honor of feeling like they are in points of reference for their home, maybe even putting pictures on the wall or playing music that has it, maybe even some sense that have that. The senses in, has a human being come back to life. And I feel with the elderly as well, like we, there's wisdom that we can ask them to share. So they feel like they are welcome individuals as part of this population. And part of the, the life cycle as well, too, in many cultures in the past as well, and some, many actually here as well, too, people would go to the elder for wisdom. And the wisdom that they passed forth 
were the rites of passage that sacred, that important that we would pass on. And what happens when that happens to be present is the individual who receives these rites of passage actually graduates through these processes of deepening their connection to life. And when rites of passage are not there, a human being may regress. And I feel that the way that we've set ourselves up, we have a lot of populations that are not going through rites of passages in their growth. There are relative aspects of repression that may be happening. And then as we go to this later stage of life, there's this sense of devaluation and non-importance that is put towards them and the burden that they place as they become more and more dependent potentially. And we t so we tuck them away and we tuck them away somewhere safe. And that may not be everyone. There might be a lot of people who are listening who actually do take their, their elder family members home. And that's beautiful. And it's also, I understand if we have to put them into old age homes, our family did. And I just feel that there's a way that we can reclaim points of reference for home, points of reference for nature in these homes, and also having the individuals feel valuable. Because the reality is, you and I are going to arrive at that age at some point. And it's part of the most natural processes of the human experience that has us go through those processes provided we survive to that time. But in reality, the reality is that I do feel a lot of human beings fear mortality, don't spend enough time with it, are minimally present to their life. And when we do think about the fact that we're not actually immortal, it can bring some discomfort. And so we stay away from that. And when we see the elderly, we see on a conscious or unconscious level, what's a little down the road. And it may be even more confronting that that may be us one day. Maybe you haven't arrived at that reflection, but that is a reality. It's taken me seeing patients on stretchers at times, looking down at them and seeing, wow, this person was once an infant, just newly brought to this world. But there is a, a beautiful um, eulogy that was shared by a physicist that reiterates that whether we're able to spend time with them and have them honored in their elder years as well for the wisdom and capacity and a celebration of the life that they've had. Remembering that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transferred. And if that's true, that means that our energy forever stays here and lives on. And that is every moment he was reiterating is a moment that when the vision of you or the sight of you or the experience of you met their eyes, met their hands, met their, their, their thought, met their memory, met their, their, their smell, whatever it, it may have met them with, that transmuted into some photo, photon for their eyes or some type of neurosensory remembering that is embedded into the energy that's going to remain forever. And so that is some ways that we immortalize ourselves, and we can have some recognition that the energy that we have does stay. And maybe that is an offering an invitation for us to be more mindful of the energy and time that we do expend while we're here. And maybe if like myself, I can 
declare that I feel that I am constantly busy and constantly tired. And even on now being five days off, I still feel like I haven't recuperated. Is this the life experience that I want to be continuing on into my elder years? I hope not. Is this what I want to be emulating to my children who they're going to see this and what I embody has the highest likelihood of them embodying as well? I hope not as well. What I do hope is that this invitation for you as well for myself is a reminder of the value of the sacred sanctity of all of the spectrum of life from birth until the last breath. And right now my grandma is... Her name is Shainjun. Her actress name was Shainjun. Actually, her name is Mahin. Is demonstrating some breaths that speak to end of life. And that can invoke some difficulty because you, 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 it brings you in contact with some of the story. And, um, you know, I, I was bedside with her a few days ago and, the part that broke me that I just started crying significantly on was at least now I don't have, I don't have grandchildren or great grandchildren that I could have brought forth to her. Not that they are to be showboated, but I thought that that would have been one point of beautiful celebration where they would have made contact to touch her hand, her touch theirs. Yeah. And I guess that speaks in a moment to the continuity and depth of life. And um, I learned many lessons from her. And I learned many lessons through what she embodied on what I'd curiously like to invite into my life, but also not invite into my life. And uh, there's wisdom that can be extracted there just through the embodiment and reflection of what the person represented in life and in death as well too but as one of my friends recently invited me into is that if now is the only time that you have prior to their passing to the degree that you can inviting greater presence in not through guilt shame or judgment but as an offering to them to pay homage to them where you're able to actually be present to them now's a good time to reconsider that this is one of the many invitations. It's a soft invitation, meaning I don't want it to invoke any challenges within you, but it's considerations on the connections that actually do matter. Thank you for taking the time listening. May your connections across all spectrums of your ages be of depth. And I hope that we do come to a better way of relating to individuals who are older in life coming to see them as valuable members of society though they may share that in different ways i love you merci mahin merci shainjun genrad khanum lovable buddy kimitunesti pesare engad khoshtip و باهوش مثل پدرم به دنیا بیاری و مرسی که بهش گفتی که و کمک بهش دادی که به کانادا بیاد من که 
اگه تو رو نداشتیم من الان توی کانادا توی بالا توی خونهمون نیستم حرف بزنم مرسی عاشقتم عاشق تیم و فکرت همیشه اینجا هم میمونه I love you We love you Consider leaving a review and rating the podcast. I'm not going to tell you what to rate. You do as you feel. And please, before this podcast ends and you go on to the next thing, take three to five minutes in silence to allow some of the information that you heard to be contemplated, digested, and integrated. To the degree that every experience has a moment to actually have it be processed, it has a greater chance for it to be instilled into your life. I wish the rest of your day and week is beautiful. Take care. Remain curious and don't forget to play.